there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you have reserved this time to think about your story, your real-life story, or the stories you are writing, the stories you live by. We do a lot of that here, and today we're even going to jump full steam ahead and look at characters. Mm. These could be the characters in your life. They could be the characters you are developing for your fiction, for your screenplay. But, you know, I've just felt over time that characters, they show up everywhere. People are full of character. But what characteristics are they showing you? And what sort of character roles are they playing in your life? The more you understand that, the more you can relate to the people in your life. Or if you're writing these characters, the more you can relate to your audience. And sometimes it it can be quite instant and sometimes takes just a little bit of study. So I am bringing you some great literature study today, and I'm going to make it as simple as I can. But I assure you, we are are going a little deep into some of the most common character roles, how they show up in story, and how it can inform you of how you want to be showing up, not so much as a reaction, but as an intentional human being. So I hope this serves you. It's always a delight to talk to you. If you would like to call in and bring in a question, or if there's just something you'd like to chat about, I would love to chat with you. And the number here is one eight eight eight. 298-5569-1888-298-5569. Where's my little commando phone? I don't know where my phone is. But after the break, I will be checking my phone to see if you have written in. If you would like to send me a short little email, you can do so at Debbie. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. I checked my phone about 10 minutes before the show, and we didn't have any questions yet. So if you start typing it on in, you have every good chance of getting your answer over the air today. Again, I just want to welcome you, and I want to tell you how grateful I am that you and I take this time on Thursdays, 4 o'clock Pacific Time and 7 o'clock Eastern Time to take a good look at your stories that you are writing, and especially if you are writing a book, a blog, a brand, a TED Talk, a cookbook, anything along those lines, and you feel like you could use a little help, well, I just might be the person to help you. I usually coach people through 
a 90-day or a six-month program. And I also offer this cool little thing called VIPs. Now, that might be a big, long day where you meet me here at the radio studio and we lay out exactly what you're working on and we take a pretty heavy jump into your work so you feel like you have a strong sense of organization and purpose as well as my support in getting your project off the ground. Or you can make a slightly deeper investment into a three-week period of time where you and I are working back and forth almost on the daily, checking in with you, helping you again with your story, your organization, your plan, your purpose. And for a lot of people, it's just really looking at what really belongs in that story and what it seems like it should, but it doesn't. It's getting into the carving of the story, bringing out the definition. So if those interest you, just get a hold of me at CoachDebbie.com, and I would love to tell you more about any of the programs we've got going on. Right now, if you're listening to the show live, we are in January, and all of my offers are in the 2000 last year prices. But since we only have a few days of January left, I think I'm going to have to jump into this year's prices pretty soon. But if you get in touch with me anytime in these last days of January and we work out a arrangement, maybe a 30-day, a 90-day, a, a six-month arrangement for you, I will give you last year's prices. And I would just love to hear from you and find out what has been motivating you to stay close to your writing or what's been going on that's bringing you right back to your writing. So as we move forward here, let's think about your characters. How is it? The characters inform us about our own relationships. I really think that anytime someone is writing, oh, let's just say a, a sitcom or a screenplay where you've got your, your main stage and you're watching the characters play out their roles, what you notice right away is that you know what, Eric? I'm so sorry. We're going to have to go to break here because I've just got some coffin that wants to go on. So y'all sit tight. We're going to come right back and talk to you about character. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. 
Nance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you are just joining me, we're talking about achieving instant connection with your audience or with your relationships and with those special people in your life, maybe people in your business, maybe people in your family, maybe your lover, maybe just people that are actually going to make it into your book. How is it that we achieve instant connection with our audience? Well, for one thing, you really want to think about the idea that Every person is always playing some kind of role. And people that write stories, write screenplays, write sitcoms even. I was just watching the most hilarious sitcom called, they're not sponsoring me, I'm just sharing this because I really enjoyed it, called, what was it called? Young and Hungry. Oh my goodness. They had the roles down. I mean, down. There, there was just, you know, from my own little perspective of watching characters and how they played things out, the, the person that needed to really be scratching the itchy problems was always just showing up at the right time. The person that needed to be heroic, always right on cue. The little gossiper that's stirring up the tension right there right when you need a little more tension. And then that soother just flies on in like magic. The The writers really, really had it down. Funny to watch, uh, brought in a little, oh, shall we say a little non-PC, which just gives us all a, a silly little chance to, to laugh in private and and to really see the foibles of our own characters and how we behave in the world. But when we want to get along, when we really, really want to make connections, we have to think about our character, our personality, our identity, and we have to look at where we're being consistent and we want to also look at what are the roles others play in our life. If we understand those roles and we have communication around those roles, things tend to just go a lot smoother. I've, I've learned so much being a literature major and just observing characters in stories, really paying attention to where they are believable and where they are so intriguing and where they are highlighting the other characters and where they're sort of taking the, the background so that the plot and the story can thicken and then they swarm on in 
and do their role. They kind of move in, move out. Let's get into some of those character roles that you see just to help us understand better how it might influence our own relationships and our our own connection to audience. So number one, in any great piece of writing and any wonderful play or show, there's a main character. I mean, bottom line, you got to have a main character if you want to have a great show. The fancy term is called a protagonist, but there's no test, so you don't have to remember that. But basically, there's got to be someone main. And this person, to some degree, really needs to either be realistic in this world, or if you're dealing with more of a, a fantasy world, within their role, they must be believable. If they take on too many characteristics, or if they don't have enough characteristic, they will not be believable. If your main character is not believable, well, you've kind of lost your audience. So, number one, if you think of yourself as the main character in your life, then your actions must align. They must be believable to the people you interact with. In other words, they should be honest to the character that you say you are. Oh, interesting, right? The reason that we love to watch movies and we enjoy plays and we love to read a good story is because that main character is believable, reliable, maybe even realistic. But again, if it's more of a fantasy show, they at least have to fulfill what we would expect from that sort of character. You might even see the main character being somewhat heroic. You've heard me talk a lot about the hero's journey here. Main characters will almost always go through changes because by doing so, they carry out a story. And that's why you and I are here, right? We want a good story. But what about when it's real life? Well, when it's real life and you are the main character in your own story, You have to make sure that you're not only believable, but that you're not stagnant, that you're not stuck and in a rut, unless that's just part of your story and you're willing to get over it. Nobody likes a character who can't get out of their rut, unless, of course, they're just so redeemable and full of flavor. But still, most of us want to see the character grow and achieve and align and really bring forward some sort of heroic journey, heroic message. We love that stuff, right? So if just 
just this first thing, this protagonist, this main character, if you think of yourself as a main character, then you have a certain job to do in your life. You want to be intentional. You want to be thoughtful. You want to align with who you say you are. You want to have certain standards. You want to have certain boundaries. I'm just going off the cuff here, trying to think of all the things you want to stand for. What is it you want people to know you for? You're the main character in your own life. You might not be the main character in someone else's life, but believe me, people are watching. And when you have your own self to answer to, when you have your own standards you want to align with, people enjoy bringing you into their life. This is, just coming back to the title of our show, this is just one of the instant ways that you align with people in your life or that you align with audience or that you align with anyone you are relating to, whether it be business or family or even your love life. You want to be thinking about the idea that as a main character, you have certain responsibilities. But let's think about this, going a little deeper. If you are reading a story and you're loving it or you're watching a sitcom, you're loving it, you're watching a movie, of course a main character might be enough for what we would call a monologue. But usually, usually we have a little more going on. So in comes the antagonist. The main character was called the protagonist. The one playing opposite is the antagonist. Well, what's that? That's sort of like the opposer. The antagonist, they, they have these qualities that help you see, they kind of shine a light and almost expose more about your main character. And they could be doing it from a he-he-he point of view, like, oh, look, look at some of the foibles of our main character. Or they could be doing it to highlight, you know, the beauty of the main character. Sometimes that antagonist is a little on the villainous side. But still, the, the antagonist never takes center stage. So don't think that any old villain can be the antagonist. Like uh, if you're familiar with the character the Joker, the Joker was definitely the main character. So a main character can be a villain. But the antagonist, the one playing opposite the main character, yeah, they they can have a little villainous quality to them, but it, it doesn't elevate them to main. That villainous side is to fulfill showing some sort of opposite of the main character or 
as I often like to say, the antagonist will show you that the main character is about to grow. They're about to change. They're about to go through some sort of transition. Because again, often a main character is going along their business and they're they're having their own hero's journey. Well, that antagonist in their own way shines light on that journey and moves them along, whether it's direct or indirect. Oh my goodness, we're getting into some confusing terms. Protagonist, antagonist. You could think of it this way. You could think of it as main character and the opposing character. But you could also just think of it as the main character who's being challenged to step it up. So sometimes that's a main character playing opposite a boss. Now, this might be going on in your real life. Could be a main character who is playing opposite a, we don't want to pick on teenagers, but you know how they can help us grow. Oh, yes, they can. So they play opposite you, opposite the main character. Now, if you're doing some writing here, you really want to focus in on the idea that the opposing one doesn't have to be bad. They don't have to be negative. They don't have to be a problem. They might, in fact, honor very different characteristics than that. But they are opposing the main to bring out the growth for that main one. So if in your own life you are feeling that someone's sort of playing the opposer in your life, maybe the boss. I can remember a boss I used to have that I was constantly constantly in an opposing role with she being the main character me being the opposing one I was so challenged at my job I had to go to her a lot and ask for help but it was in my vulnerability me being the opposing one she so strong me so vulnerable that Honestly, she started to grow as a manager. She started to become a little more human. I was worried day in and day out that I was going to lose that job. I just felt so vulnerable and so exposed as her opposing character in life. But really what was happening is she was sort of shedding that that deep armor she had of just being that person who couldn't be bothered with little problems. I mean, I just wasn't catching on to all the roles I needed to play. And if I was going to keep that job, I had to go to her, my supervisor, and ask for help. But by doing so, she found a side in her 
that really learned how to explain the job better and that was more available to train. And honestly, when I had come to that job, not only was I sort of standing in an inferior position regarding my training, but I was pretty afraid to go to her and just say, I don't know how to do this. But in being the one that said, I don't know how to do this, she started to empathize and be a little more vulnerable herself and put herself in that position of, hmm, maybe it's time to offer a little more training. Maybe it's time to come out of my office a little more. Maybe it's time to ask the staff how things are going. And she went from being someone quite rigid to being really enjoyable. And that was in part that I was playing the opposer to she, the main character, the boss. We both got quite a bit out of that. Now, do you relate to this at all in your life? If you do, I would love to hear from you, especially if you want us to kind of break it down, talk it out, look it over. You can call in at one 298 5569 or you can send me a little note to my email, and that's askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. We are going to take one more little break right here, but when we come back, more about how you make instant connection in relationships. Stay tuned, my friends. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. Disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you are listening and taking part in our conversation today about achieving instant connection with your audience or with your relationships. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about work relationships, family relationships, or the one you got going on with your sweetie. 
Anytime you want to achieve connection, you might want to think about the role that you play and really give a hard examination of the roles that others are playing and see if you can open up conversation to understand that more. Now, my book writers, they have a straightforward understanding about developing characters. This is something we do in fiction writing classes, which I honestly haven't offered for a bit. I should do that again. Would you all like a fiction writing class? They're so fun. Okay, so we could do it in a fiction writing class, a screenplay writing, any of you up to some sitcoms. There, there's this tendency where you must get to know your your design for how many characters you're going to bring into your story. You don't want to have too few that it's hard to create the arc of your story, the theme, have the theme played out throughout the story, but you also don't want to create so many that it's getting complicated. More than anything, you want to have the courage to go deep in knowing your characters. It's up to you as a writer to develop those characters. Now, how does this work if you're not writing fiction or screenplay? Well, obviously, you are developing your own character all the time. You're constantly on a journey of growth and awareness and becoming your best. So you want to be looking at yourself, but you also want to be having connection with those who are in your life. And what I think is great is to sometimes see it as how is this person playing a particular role alongside of me or opposite of me or in support of me or mentoring even me. How does it all work together? So we started by talking about the main character, also known as the protagonist. That could be you, or it could be someone in your life. And I shared an example about how I saw my boss as a protagonist. Then there is the opposing person who is the antagonist. So you've got the main and you've got the opposing. But let's go a little deeper here because there's usually more than two people going on. So let's think about this person. What about the sidekick? Now, this is often the person who is a really good friend to the main character. And main character here is key. The sidekick works side by side with the main character, the sidekick. They're, They're often on the main character's side, hence sidekick. But they might be an advisor or they might be a sweetheart but they are definitely right there 
at the right time. Now, the sidekick knows the main character pretty well. And in some stories, the sidekick is growing and getting to know the main character even better. In a lot of situations, that's a part of the story that makes things really interesting. How well does the sidekick know the main character and shine some light on the character? You know what? I got a cough again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. We're going to come right back. Stay tuned. The greatest heroes aren't just the ones with superpowers. They are the ordinary, everyday people, just like you, who step up and rise to the challenge. And now, we need more heroes to help protect those most at risk, to push through the challenges for our families, friends, and communities. You don't have to wear a cape, just a mask. Continue social distancing and washing hands and get vaccinated as soon as you can. Together, we'll win this fight. Learn more at NFID.org. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. And without skipping a beat here, we're going to go right back to that sidekick. You know, you know when you have been the sidekick for someone. You were that person standing by that offered a little sage advice when they needed it. You were the best friend when they needed it. You played a significant role in the in that main character's life. You might be a sidekick for someone right now. You don't want to confuse this person, though, with the confidant. Now, what I want to make clear here is that the confidant usually, um, they usually are in a position like a best friend or a therapist or a lover, but sometimes that's, they just make this little tiny appearance in the story. So, you might not get to know the confidant very well when you're watching a movie. But when you're watching a movie, you are going to know more of the fullness and the flavor of the sidekick. They play a fairly important role in that person's life for a longer period of time. So a confidant may be someone that is, is like I said, they, they're playing this little part here and there, and they might not get much attention in the story, but their role is critical. Whereas the sidekick, you're going to see that person in several scenes in several acts of the play. So think about this. When you are making connections in your own life, 
and you are, let's say, the main character, do you turn right away to a sidekick or do you turn to a confidant? Now, one reason why you might go to a confidant, let's say, let's say that confidant is a therapist. One reason you might go there is because you know if you wanted to tell them something you feel any level of shame around, that they're not going to go and spread it around. You completely trust them. In fact, you have an investment with them. It's a little on the transactional side, but still, for every time you go to see them, they are accepting your dollars, and part of that accepting is basically saying everything that happens here stays right here. Everything you care to say is held in confidence. Now, a sidekick might not do such a good job at that at times, or they might, but they have a fuller relationship in your life. So let's think now that there's a time when you need to be with your friend, your bestie, and you want to tell them something that is private. They might be playing a bit of a confidant role with you, but again, in life, they are your sidekick. You count on them for many things beyond the fact that you know they can be your confidant. Now, here's another place where it gets tricky. What if your confidant is also your lover because your lover or what we would call in in screenplay writing your romantic interest that person will often think of themselves as your lover and your confidant but what if you think of them as the lover but not the confidant. Oh, why would this matter? Well, as you've watched in certain movies or you've seen in certain plays, it can be very, very difficult when the lover discovers that, we'll just put a she pronoun on it, when she discovers that you are taking really important confidential information to someone other than her. Oh boy, she's thinking, but I'm your wifey wife. Wouldn't you come to me first? And you might be thinking, no, I would rather pay someone like a therapist to hold my situation in confidence. Oh, ho, ho, this is where the plot thickens, my friends. And this is where things get really, really interesting because you're thinking, how do I, how do I deepen my relationship and my understanding in life when this person, this love interest of mine also 
wants to play the role of confidant, and I don't want to give it to that person yet. I haven't decided to give them that sort of privacy with me yet. Oh, yeah. This is where stuff gets really, really good. Now, you're going to have to think about the fact that when the other person finds out that they're not your confidant, that they are sweet to you, but not as close to you as maybe they thought they were, you might have to do one of several things. One thing, probably the most important thing, is to just have a heart-to-heart. Let them know why it is so important to you to have this other person in your life, i.e., the therapist. Just let them know there was a time in my life where I was betrayed by someone. And so right now, while you and I are still getting to know each other, I do have this confidant, and I am growing to trust you. And this is what helps me feel comfortable. Another tip that might be really important as you are understanding your own role with this sidekick, lover, relationship, confidant, messy thing (laughs) is that you just ask some really good questions, right? You might want to ask the person, do you feel like you're not as close to me because I haven't brought you into a situation where you are my one and only confidant? Is that what's going on? Because it gives you an opportunity to iron that out and let the person know, you know, I do feel very close to you and I am growing to trust you more. Sometimes, again, where the main character has to take that high road and talk to that sidekick or that love interest is when you know for sure that you haven't been really checking in with your own self. And so that sidekick or that love interest might be, of course, not informed. You're not as informed with your own self, so they're not as informed with you. Now, what does that mean? Well, sometimes you, the main character, you become very exhausted or you become less transparent. Maybe you're working all the time. And so that audience, that that person in your life that you want to connect with in this moment knows a little less about you. They're going with assumption. You know you've seen this in the movies. You know you've read it in stories, but now it's happening in your own life. How do you deal with that? Well, you get honest and you let them know, you know, I've just been exhausted lately. I haven't really been sharing myself as candidly as I like to. 
or as I know I can with you. You just get honest because remember, if this person is your love interest, they want to get close to you, just like you see in the movies. If this person is your sidekick, they're there for you. They're, they're often advising you. They're being your best friend. So you owe it to them to keep that communication as open as you can. Whether you choose to have a heart-to-heart, whether you dive into some good questions with them, or whether you just are frank and let them know, you know, I've kind of lost track here. I've, I've gotten exhausted. I've gotten tired. I've, I've isolated just a little. And you're reminding me that that just really doesn't serve me so well. You know, just by following some of those tips, you start to restore those roles, those relationships that you have with these people that really matter in your life. Now, what if you're in a situation where, again, we often relate to ourselves as a main character or as the only main character in our life. Sounds kind of egotistical, but honestly, it is your job to look out for yourself. First and foremost, it really is your job. So it doesn't have to be something egocentric. But what you want to do is see that it is your responsibility to look out for your own self. It is up to you. It's not really up to your sidekick. It's cool that she does or that he does. But equally so, it's not up to your lover. It's cool that she does or that he does. But it's not up to them. As the main character in your own life, you have a responsibility to yourself. And the more you crave or desire relationship with others, the more, again, you have to come back and take a look at how am I showing up as the main character in my life so that my sidekick, my bestie, my lover, my confidant are not having to swoon in and take care of me because I'm falling down somehow on the job. Now, we have these things, too, called archetypes. You've probably heard of them, and they're, they're pretty involved, but I'll just, I'll just name a couple. There is that caretaker, that one who's always looking out for others and sort of plays a sort of sacrificial role. You might have someone like that in your life. They tend to be less desirable, a little little overly mothering in ways that are not complementary to a mother's role. You might have people along that are are kind of the rulers. They take over. They dominate. And they're the ones that 
almost encourage you to take a back seat in your own life. If you are fully responsible for yourself, these two you want to look out for. The one that's overly caring for you so that you have nothing left you need to do. Or the one that's kind of the ruler in your life, who is dominant, who doesn't really ask you questions, who doesn't really seem to care about your vote on things. They just make the rules. They lay down the law. If you are the main character in your life and you want to be interacting with others, you're going to have to show up as honestly as you can so you're not attracting people that think you need all this caretaking or all of this ruling because clearly you just can't do it yourself. Where you find lots and lots of caretaking or lots and lots of ruling, you're going to also find in your story, can you guess? You're going to find a lot of addiction. You're going to find a lot of dysfunction and problem. It does make for a really rich story, but those are the ones you want to be watching on TV or at the movie theater or at the live theater where they have screenplay. You don't, you don't really want that in your own life. Not unless, of course, you can keep it to a minimum where you can learn and grow and elevate yourself back to being that person that really looks after yourself, really looks after your main character, really takes responsibility for who you are and how you want to show up but isn't exacerbating the real life story and needing more and more and more caretakers, more and more and more rulers over you, more and more expensive confidants because you just feel so much shame and you can't tell the average friend who you know is a sidekick and you're not even sure if you can tell your lover You don't want that. You want honest, rich relationships. You want to take full accountability for who you are, for your own main character, your own growth, your own transition from what you know today to how you want to be as you go forward. Of course, you're going to have these different roles in your life. That antagonist, the person who is playing opposite you, who in interesting ways is encouraging your growth, could even have a slight villainous characteristic about them. But you got to admit, they are a catalyst to your growth. You also need a sidekick. You do. You need someone that you can count on, who advises you, who's a best friend to you, who is full and colorful in your life, 
who, if you two were in a movie together, would be right there alongside you all the time. You also are probably, probably going to benefit by leaving room for a love interest in your life. There's a lot of people that as they act out their life, they become real cynical about love. And if you become cynical at age 30 and you are fully healthy in other ways and you live on to age 90, you're going to have a lot of years where you don't get to share in all the beauty and all the unfolding of your character due to a love interest. But be careful as you go forward. Be careful of some of those other characters the one that over cares for you, the one that overrules, the ones that invite what's just going to happen. It's just going to get addictive, dysfunctional, complicated, difficult. Anytime these things come up, you know what your role is. Your role is to take full responsibility and have the guts to have a heart to heart. Sit down and talk it out. And then, my friends, really, you're going to be back in the own story of your life quickly and feeling very, very functional and active again in your own life, even while we still got this little pandemic going on. I hope this has served you, my friends. It's been delightful to be with you. I will be back with you next Thursday And until then, namaste.